0: Episode 18 of the <laughs> It's Always Something podcast produced by my good friend Hurley. Hello. Where we, hello? <laughs> where are we at today on our pal portrait? We are at
1: the Backyards Baseball um, Bleachers where
0: you pick teams. The computer game. That was a computer game. Yeah. I'm Way trying to remember when. what CD-ROM. CD ROM. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow, <laughs> CD ROM days. So, yeah. Are so watching on by a... this
1: picture if we're the captains choosing our teams or if we are being picked?
0: We got to change the picture because I don't do my hair like that anymore and I look way whiter than what I already am. I'll be honest, I look pretty freaking sick. So yeah, you look pretty I'm good, gonna... man. I don't really appreciate it. I feel like this was, you know, you were in it for yourself with the PAL portrait. Yeah. Well, anyway, Big Night Media also, <laughs> along with the assistants with the production action. If this is your first time to the podcast, appreciate it. If you are a subscriber or whatever, I appreciate you as well, whatever platform you're rocking with me on. And uh, just wanted to introduce myself. You know, if this is your first time to the show, my name is JD. And I want to let you know that my favorite bottle of wine, and I, wa- I wrote it down because I want to make sure I get it right. It is a Robert Mondavi Private Selection Bourbon Barrel Aged Cab. It is a wine for the rich, so don't be bummed out if you've never had it before because not a lot of people can afford it. I'm actually debating on telling you the price. Do you want to know? Yeah. Okay. You asked for it. $10.
1: (laughs) I was kind of thinking it was going to be something like that. (laughs)
0: $9.97. Costco has it right now, and it is... You know the bourbon and the smokiness and shit. And like wine? you would think, you bourbon would think that wouldn't wine. be the jam. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there's nothing better on this earth than finding a cheap wine that you love. Mm. You know, so I have, I have a, a plethora. Well, it's not a plethora because wouldn't that be like different bottles? I have a lot. I have an abundance okay. amount of of those wines in my. Uh, little wine cabinet or whatever a wine cabinet what the fuck is wrong with me that's how you know i don't drink (laughs) my cellar (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's what i meant to say uh i also wanted to take this time right now to thank the six people that watched last week's episode on youtube which just begs the question what the fuck am i doing here (laughs) Seriously, what, what am I doing here? Now, obviously, way more people listen to the podcast on... Is your phone going off or something? I thought I heard something. Anyway, um, I, obviously, everyone listens to the podcasts on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. But I was like, sick, man. I was like, <laughs> I'm spending all this time, energy and effort. We're putting the pal portrait up. I know. I'm making sure my graphics are on cue. And six of you... You know what? What is it? Like, what? Where did I? Where did I mess up? You know, is it the the face for radio thing? Is that is that what's happening of right now? Of course not, JD. Of course not. You know, was was the podcast too long? Was it an hour and twenty minutes? Yeah, it's probably one of the longer episodes, other than Turbo. Mm-hmm. And maybe we blame the algorithm. That's my favorite thing. That's what everyone's favorite thing is. I think that's what it was. Which I do believe because I have a potty mouth sometimes. That it, I think YouTube. You know, puts it below.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that
0: actually does play a factor.
1: We probably, yeah, we got to start coming out with podcasts that are safe for children.
0: Mm. Yeah, you're right. Disable we do- the comments. Well, I mean, I kind of blame the editing department. I feel like there should be a clean version and an explicit version of the podcast. Yeah. So, I don't know if we could work a little harder here. That'd be really great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. Like, I just thought it was funny because, like, I was a. Uh, I was just, um, looking at everything and, you know, I just pay attention and I just saw so was like the fuck, like six people watched it last week, oh. but I got, but I got a ton of messages about it, okay. which it just, which it just didn't translate. I don't mm. know. You know, I feel like, uh, Gary V is just telling me to change my content up or, you know, to not worry about it or just maybe shit's not working. So maybe we just completely get my, you know, get me off camera. Maybe that could be a resolution. I don't know, man. Listen, I, I uh I live on YouTube, so that's why, you know, I pay a lot of attention to it. And speaking of YouTube, it's how I consume a lot of what um uh, what I can what I consume. Okay. I, I'm on YouTube all the time. You yeah. see how my English is just <laughs> on fire. No, this is so when I go on YouTube, it's really I watch everything, you know, from interviews to podcasts, to sports stuff, to highlights. I, you know, I've seen a million videos. It's basically how I consume all of my information. Okay. And that counts as news as well. Yeah. So I live there. I'm like Peyton Manning when he's watching film. I mean, I am like borderline addicted. I mean, it's basically like a book to me. Yeah. That's how, that's how I consume my media. And it's where I look for inspiration, content ideas, my content consumption, all of it. So I, I, today I wanted to talk about an interview that I came across on Hot 97 in New York with Tyler, the creator. I think it was last week or <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. Okay. And the interview was done by their morning show, Ebro in the Morning with Rosenberg and Laura Styles, And it was... Awesome. And the beauty about working in a major market, like a top 10 market, is you can have the artists there for longer periods of time. That's why I really loved Boston. Okay. Because, you know, artists, not only there was not only a high volume of artists that came through, but we usually got to have a lot of time with them, majority of the time. Okay. You know, they were like, hey, you know, get what you need. And then you know, well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I feel like the smaller markets, unfortunately, are like, you know, we, we can only be here for 20, 30 minutes or whatever. So yeah. make it count. So, I mean, he did, I think it was, I mean, it, it made the rounds and that's why I wanted to point it out. <clears throat> it made the rounds around. And I saw a lot of people sharing about how like Ron and uncut and um, just real that this interview was so I gave it I gave it a a Look and it was about the same length as the podcast that no one Watched last week of ours <laughs> And it was about an hour and 20 minutes. Maybe
1: that was why maybe they're just too busy watching the tyler episode They saw yours pop up and they're like, oh, well I, I understand go to listen
0: If i'm in the back burner and I see a lot of the views on the back end of it <laughs> yeah. so be it. maybe I just maybe I got to give the episode time to breathe. Mm, that's, that's what it, it was It that's was it it was on work which is so weird because maybe it's just people are so lazy they're like hey you know i mean i don't even have a job and i wouldn't pay attention to anything that was work maybe
1: they're too busy just getting this bread
0: maybe they are just out here getting this yaper and so that's (laughs) the reason why but yeah so you know depending on the activity that i'm doing whether it's dishes or car ride or you know the treadmill or treadmill treadmill is that treadmill.
1: I didn't know if you'd you correct yourself there.
0: Clearly I'm on it all the time. The walking thing, you know, that's, that's how long you got with me. So here's what you need to know, because I watched every single minute of that interview, the entire thing, it was almost like a book I couldn't put down. It was so awesome. So here's what you need to know first. I do not listen to Tyler, the creator at all. I know like, you know, Igor, and I know of probably a few records, um, uh, that maybe I've played on air, but he's not like a huge, he wasn't like a huge radio yeah. singled person. I, you know, and he, I think, you know, back in the earlier days, I was maybe a little intimidated of him. <laughs> like he was just, he's a really strong personality. Like, Hey, fuck you. If you don't like me, like in your face, just very, very right at you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I just never listened to his music or whatever. I'm entitled to do that. And number 2, this was the single greatest interview I've ever watched out of all the interviews I've watched in my life. And I've watched a ton. I'm an encyclopedia of interviews and um I really take that art and that craft serious and the what's in it for me factor for that interview was through the roof. Because he, of course, he sprinkled in, you know, stuff about his album and, you know, kind of the beginning projects and whatever. But it wasn't really about his music. It was, but okay. there, was, there were so many jewels dropped in this interview. And I wanted to put this ra- or this interview on your radar because I was just so inspired by it. And here are my takeaways. Because some of the things are cliche, but they were very reaffirming to me. Okay. And so let's just dive right in here. Number one, be a geek about what you love. Like he, he mentioned it maybe about like middle, middle of the way. I think there was like a quote that was actually making the rounds and it was from this interview where he was just basically talking about like, be a geek about what you love and own it like different shit, embrace different shit, respect other people liking different shit, Mm. be an individual, you know, no matter what your passion is. And it was, you know, multiple passions. So he was talking about these specific areas of, like, fashion and how he would go through great lengths of, of this random magazine. Um, I think it was, like, from Japan or something. But they would sell it in New York, and it would be a few different. There would only be a handful of these magazines, but they would put you up on game on specific fashion items that you could buy. And he like said he would go out of his way to read this magazine, to find out what the new thing is, to go somewhere in New York and buy that specific thing. This is he just loves it. Like it's some random ass magazine. And I thought like that was that was so ill. And he he loves luggage and old school R and B and he like geeks out over just honestly, stupid shit, like dessert. Like he went on a huge tangent about dessert. (laughs) So, but he just, like everyone is so unique in our world. It's so weird that we don't really necessarily, I wouldn't say embrace each other's differences, but I think as individuals, sometimes we're scared to show people what we actually really like, Mm. which is kind of weird it doesn't really make a, it makes sense to me, but it also really doesn't because like, all right, so I'll just, I'll do this. Okay. So like, I love golf. I love catching the end of movies on TV. I don't know what it is. I don't like the the beginning of them, the middle, but like, if I can catch a movie at the end, I'm like, oh, this is tight. You know, like if I can catch the ending of, this is a bad example. I was going to say Titanic. If I could just catch everybody dying it's, C you know? If I can just, you know, because we're all just waiting for you to let go of I mean, that's the, uh, that's the climax of the movie, right. so yeah, of course. Yeah, you... I'm a climax guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> big climax guy. <laughs> I'm a
0: big, or uh, hold on, I'm a big climax guy. <laughs> you know, I, I I love U.S. history. A lot of people wouldn't know that about me, you know, like I, that, you know, I got my, my love for giving people you know, a tour of the freedom trail out here in Boston. I'm a geek about it. I have the app on my phone. You know, I love the golden state warriors, you know, that like the warriors brought my family closer together because we not only had like an activity that we could do, but we actually like genuinely care about it. We come from like a same town as like Mm -hmm. Boston, where you just, it's part of your culture. And, you know, I love hats because they represent loyalty and, you know, where you're from and style and they're not just like hats to me, you know, cause I mean, if I want my hair game to be fly, I mean, I could do, I could do anything. I could do cornrows, I can do, <laughs> um, you know, buzz cut, you know, I could do it all. Yeah. You know, so I love AMC movie theater popcorn and i I'm not going to apologize, you know, with the amount of butter I put in it. You know, these are all just very unique things. You know, I love creating content. I love watching content. I love in and out Burger to a disgusting degree where I have the fucking logo tattooed on my thigh. Yes. So I love FaceTiming instead of phone calls. I'm weird in that way. You know, like the Coliseum in Rome was number one on my bucket list because Gladiator was my favorite movie. So it's where I wanted to travel to. I don't expect you to like the shit that I like. Yeah. You know, and I you, you like her, you have things that you love and like things that you spend your time on. And I just never have understood why people don't own their geek a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what yeah, I'm it just makes
1: you who you are. It's a huge part of your identity.
0: Right. Exactly. But I feel like sometimes people are like hesitant to show that specific side of them if they like some weird shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> Well, if, some things well, if you you're talking about you. like some kinky porn, <laughs> yeah. that's a different thing. If you're like, listen, that to listen, JD, I love, you know, girl on girl and, you know, these things and <laughs> construction <laughs> items and whatever, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, let's, um, yeah. right. let's keep that Tone in the room. Yep. You know, we'll keep your, your hands and feet inside the vehicle on that one. Just enjoy yourself. But number two, he talked a ton about people's reference point and he says it basically the entire interview. So just if there was a reference point count on the side, that'd be pretty awesome (laughs) because, you know, it's your reference point is what you've seen in your life, you know, who you surround yourself with, how you were brought up, what you were exposed to, shows you go to, interests you have, music you love. You know, everyone has a different reference point on how they view things based on their own experience and you could relate this to jobs like my opinion of what has happened to me in the entertainment industry is completely different from someone who has worked in an office their entire life Mm. or who is in a completely different profession our reference point when it comes to handling situations or networking or how to um, talk to a coworker, address things or confront things your reference point is, could, is way different than me. Yeah. Right. So you, you're not necessarily wrong, which we'll get to, which was another point, um, later here, but he really was hammering this point of reference point. Okay. So he was, you know, comparing it to people comparing what his old projects were, you know, and how they sounded and, mm. you know, how they've changed to what they are now and how maybe someone didn't like a specific part of a beat on his new album so he explained because i just fucking liked it i just wanted to do it because yeah. i i i'm weird and that's how i wanted to produce the song so i did it yeah and your reference point is you know where you were at when you consumed probably his older albums where you were in your life how you've been brought up, how it made you feel, what you could relate it to. So, you know, it was when you heard something new, you didn't really necessarily have a reference point of where he was at in his life or in his brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, I, listen, I used to get clowned all the time for my style when I left for college. I actually, to be honest with you, I got bullied at the first radio station that I worked for quite a bit because... I used to wear sweatpants all the time and, you know, I didn't match and I just probably looked dirty, but I just enjoyed wearing sweatpants and stuff all the time. My, you know, I, I, I wasn't judged on my style growing up. My reference point and someone else's reference point of what style was is completely different because how I was brought up, I was happy to get hand-me-downs and I didn't, I wasn't like, you know, I mean, there was the occasional, I wish I had that shoe because it was popular in school. And even when I did that, I fucked up. I tried to buy a pair of Iversons, and I was so interested in the style of fitting in that I got like the wrong color, the wrong size, just because I wanted to fit in. Or I bought these pair of Jordans, uh, the Bugs Bunny Retro Ones. I'll sell them right now. If If you're interested in my Jordan Ones, I'll sell them to you right now. And, but my reference point was really never caring about style because it wasn't really an option in my, yeah. in my family. You, mm-hmm. f- you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when my mom uh, passed her court reporting test and we got to go to Mervyn's for the first time, and she was like, get whatever you want. I was like, okay, this is a turning point in my reference point of like, I'm able to care about, I guess, what I look like. You know what I mean? It just, mm-hmm. it just I never... It never was a, a thing. I used to wear K-Swiss all the time. Ask anyone who grew up with me. I used to, I had a pair of white K-Swiss and a, a, a pair of black K-Swiss. Probably from seventh grade all the way till my senior year. Wow. Only K-Swiss. Same, same shoe. It's fly. That's
1: pretty impressive, honestly. I know. Well, listen, I just had... Should, I would grow out of my shoes in like a year or two.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I just upgraded the size.
1: Oh, I thought it was the same exact shoe. No, 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 oh, no, 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 Okay. No, never no, mind. Not never that,
0: mind. Not that <laughs> fucking poor whorly, uh, Hurley. Last three minutes I'm sound like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think my I, it wasn't an emphasis where I grew up. Yeah. I like no one around me, unless they were just talking shit behind my back or whatever. It. it ne- I never was like style wasn't like a thing. I mm. guess from what I remember, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I don't remember going to school saying, "Oh, you know, that's what style is." I had no reference point of it. Yeah, what I didn't really, I didn't really harp on it.
1: And now, as I quote by you, you mm. in today's world, you will dress like a Duke soccer mom.
0: I do look like that for the hopefully seven people that will watch <laughs> on YouTube this week. Yeah, I uh, and I've had this shirt for forever. Mm. I don't know. Maybe your reference point is not knowing someone who's as cool as me. Know yeah. wearing this this kind this kind of fly no attire? No shade,
1: you said it. I just want. You said it before we started. Recording.
0: I do, dude. I l- literally look like a like a, an alumni, <laughs> don't I, dude? Look at me. I mean, usually
1: if you are go, wearing a dude, college go. Shirt, you I, do even, look like I an the
0: sun devil thing. What'd you say? Usually, if you are
1: wearing a college shirt, it does look like you're an alumni. It does happen to work out like that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, number three. Care about it. Like whatever, whatever your geek thing is, you, Tyler, the creator was talking about how, you know, like Jadakiss, you know, that the verses battle that was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I don't, I don't listen to hip hop like that. Uh, I don't like, I, I mean, I know their songs and stuff like that, but he was just saying, Tyler was saying, you know, Jadakiss's breath control and, you know, just the group's breath control and how... You know, he owned the room, how Kiss owned the room, how he cared, how he cares. So a lot of people that were tuning in who are maybe new to it might have been surprised, but a large amount of the audience knows that Jade has been, and you know, all those people on stage, they've been doing this. They've been caring about their craft yeah. for so long and... That, you know, he might not have been wildly popular, but because he's someone that cares about what he does, all you can do is respect it, you know? Yeah. And you're almost scared and intimidated by the people that you know you can look at and just be like, they care. A a very polarizing example of this that I'm not proud of bringing up, but it's worth mentioning, Kanye West. Kanye, you can tell... He cares almost too much, but he cares to, to the way like the, the listening party was where he's like floating up in the air and shit and how he's spending the night at the stadium to finish (laughs) this album. I mean... Say what you want about the dude, and I'm not going to get into that. But this dude cares. Yeah. <laughs> regardless if you think the Yeezy looks like shit, regardless if you think he looks weird, however you perceive these people, uh, they care.
1: Yeah. And I'm going back to your like whole reference point to thing is like everyone's always just like so dismissive of artists like that, like mm. Kanye, for example, where. They're they're just like oh like his last good song was whatever my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Miss the old you know, Kanye like album was my be- yeah exactly, uh-huh. but it's like think times have changed. Like you were what in maybe in middle school when that came out. Like maybe that was more your style, and now that you're kind of on the older side, like you don't really appreciate watch your it as fucking much. mouth.
0: But yeah, I understood what you were saying. Well, well, you said I'm on the older side, so I was just
1: no, to, I'm uh, I, I that was the royal you. <laughs> oh, I was okay. just speaking for. for some imaginary person
0: (laughs) right okay i didn't mean to cut you off continue what you are saying
1: um no but like i mean he's like maybe like every song in his newer albums aren't hits but like i i definitely appreciated some some songs in jesus is king and life of pablo which are his newer albums Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that like he's downgraded so much like yeah i mean his older songs are classics but i feel like back to what you're saying with reference points. It's like, it's all a matter of timing.
0: And, um, he cares enough where, like, what, why do you care so much? Yeah. <laughs> you know? True. So, I mean, and, and to be honest, I don't really think even people when they tweet out or comment, I don't even think they really believe that they care as much as the front that they're putting on. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. I really don't think that they, unless it's like something super political or religious based or something, I really don't feel like people care Enough. Like, imagine if we didn't have social media. Would you really be caring as much about, you know, sharing whatever your opinion was yeah. based on these things? And because people who care live with the results, good or bad, because they come back to it. And people that care are consistent. Mm. You know what I mean? People that, re- like, Jadakiss has been consistent his whole life, his whole career. And he cares. So when he was doing his thing on stage, you could just tell in this man's voice the way he was, uh, his deliverance of everything. I didn't need to know anything about him to know this dude cares about this moment, this culture, this, you know what I mean? Like New York, you know, these are, these are things that he geeks out about. And so let's go to number four here. People aren't wrong. So if I say that The Office is the greatest show on planet Earth, which actually is, I've looked it up scientifically, a fact. It's um, it's true. Okay. Right? So someone's going to disagree with it. hmm Right? Someone's going to say something different. Friends. Yep. Never seen an episode. People are like, this is an all-time show. I don't have to like it. I don't have to watch it. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm a geek about the office. I know everything. I have them all on DVD. Mm -hmm. I basically probably average three to seven office quotes a day. (laughs) And if I'm not using them in real life, I probably, my first two memes that I would, or gifts or gifs that I would send to someone are office related. But there's so much out there, which I'm getting to this point of, there's so much. Breaking Bad, Outer Banks, so many shows on Netflix or old school shows, new school shows. There's so much. So no one's ever right, which means no one ever is really wrong, if you think about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I felt like that was a rap bar, almost. And it all goes back to reference point and what people know and how they think and what they've been exposed to Mm -hmm. and what their humor is and what a feeling gave them and what, you know um what people like so what like why argue you know and this whole interview was just so fire because all he was saying is live and be your own individual yeah like literally just live and be your own individual you can understand you could uh take other people's opinions and shit but if you just live your life then you're going to have like a very high success rate because at least you'll be, um, you'll be soaking in your own happiness, I guess. You know, and this interview just it brought me so much comfort because, you know, um, don't even like like T Pain went on a rant. Do you remember the rant that T Pain went on? And he's like, we have all this music. Stop making this. Kind of fucking music, you know? Like we have the baby, we have little baby. Wait, I thought someone was getting
1: mad at T Pain, right? Wasn't it like didn't Usher like get mad at T Pain? Oh, for, for like auto tune. Yeah, he was like, you ruined music.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying that okay. he w- I, it was a different tangent. I, I think that. that he was just basically saying be original, like
1: oh right, be right, your yep.
0: own human being. You know, um, he went he went on that crazy rant. You know, like what and what do we love most about people? When it comes to anything, we love authenticity and we love originality. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that hit, right? So, you know, what makes someone a breath of fresh air? Like think about the dude who was riding a skateboard and drinking a gallon of fucking cranberry juice listening to Fleawood Mac. Yeah. That is authentic. That is original, and there was something fresh about it that everyone jumped on it because the best videos are the people that are sharing their opinions and doing what they love because the reaction is raw, it's real, it creates conversation. It that those kind of things would allow me to feel like I'm on the right track, mm. right? Yeah, like Hurley be making like music and shit all the time. This is this is what this dude is a geek about. Like you're a geek because you you had to have practiced on the piano to learn like all of that stuff. You had to be a geek and you like own that shit. Yeah. Right. For sure. Like, well, like if someone said, Hey man, playing the pianos for pussies, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What? Like, I get what? that at
1: least once a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you in my comments? Did I give you my password? <laughs> you know, but I, I think, you know, you've probably like, would you really care if someone said that to you? Like, Hey, man, piano players are a bunch of pussies. Not at this point. I knew you were pale because you play the piano. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Not at this point. I do remember, like, kind of, like, in, you know, middle school or, like, even high school sometimes, like, I would would do piano as, like, my side thing at home. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't really associate that with myself at school because usually, like, not to be... Stereotypical, but usually like the band members at the school are kind of more of the nerdy type And I wasn't really trying to associate myself with them because I thought I was like the cool piano player Um, but eventually yeah same deal. It's just like I wanted to play. I wanted to get more involved So I just kind of like jumped right into it and it was awesome Well, what was your what was
0: your reference point of why you play the piano? Like did you live in a house of music? You know, what what was it
1: ironically? my mom just signed me up for less me and my sisters up for lessons, mm. uh, one day. So I just kind of got thrown into it collectively mm. with my fam- my sisters. Um, I was the only one that able was, was, like able to continue on or really felt the drive to continue on with it. Because after we learned more of like the chords and, you know, how to basically the basics of how to play, um, what I was mostly interested in was I was able to, you know, take the, like look up popular songs that were like playing on the radio or whatever, figure out the melody in my head and then just play it whenever I wanted to. Whereas some people got stuck like my teacher was only giving us like whatever, Bach, Chopin, The Beatles was like the worst shit. Yeah, it was like the newest songs we would play is from the Beatles. And I wanted to play like pop songs. So Mm. that's kind of what gave me the drive to keep going.
0: It's a matter of, you know, what I mean the fact that you were even given that opportunity is a reference point. Mm. You know, Some people just don't get the opportunity to be exposed to different things. That's why it's so, and shout out to my girl Natasha Castles out in Phoenix. She, her whole brand is based off of like this saying, create your own gangster. <laughs> and I think that's the illest shit out. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, you know, be yourself. You know, whatever you enjoy doing, be a gangster at it you know, like create your own shit. That's what T-Pain was saying. Be original. Like those are the things that pop off and keep the world really moving. You know, like the show on YouTube that's called hot ones. Yeah. That's like, that's my ideal dream. All that show is, is people eating chicken wings and the, the spices get hotter as they go, but it creates this human element. So, um, as they, you know, as they get into these hotter wings, they crumble because it's just a human thing to do. That is such a original idea that they just completely own. And, um, I just thought that that's such a genius idea, yeah. which I don't know really goes along with what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say like, that was their own thing. So regardless of how you want to say what they need to fix on that show, whatever, like where it? What? What reference point are you coming from to tell these people what to do when they've created their own original idea? Yeah, and that has been so wildly successful. And here's my final point. Here, there's a market. Number five, there's a market and an outlet to be your own brand and your own individual that other people will love you for. Like sometimes you have to push through the um, the fear aspect of that of thinking what someone else's opinion is. You know, and it's hard to do, especially in a age that we are in today, especially if you start to get on a high level, you have a lot of people watching and the expectations and whatever, but I think, you know, I've listened to a, maybe a handful of Tyler, the creator. I mean, I'm talking like on my hand and that <laughs> includes any odd future shit, Okay, but this dude headlines festivals, headlines them, has his own festival, like his own festival. He brings Drake out at his festival and people boot him <laughs> like, because Tyler, the creator has, has embraced his own brand has said, fuck you. If you don't like what I'm doing, it's that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do that, especially with someone on that level. That is a, that is a skill. That is, I, I don't view, I like, that's an underestimated skill. Yeah, and so he he just headlined Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. Tyler the Creator, like, and people are like, how how did he do it? Well, your reference point doesn't maybe involve listening to Tyler the Creator, yeah, because you don't know what his shit is about. I have no, I wasn't exposed to liking or to like knowing what his music is, you know. But there there's a market for everything. He said that. Um, he got his first platinum plaque last year, and he's been in music professionally since 2011, I think is what he was saying. Wow. Maybe a little bit longer than that. His first platinum plaque ever, and he's selling out festivals.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, didn't he get his first Grammy last year too, right? I believe so.
0: I don't Wait, know what I don't know if it was for. his first one. We'll need but- to fact check, but I'm pretty sure he did get one, right? Yeah.
1: I'm pretty, yeah. He at least yeah. performed at the Grammys, because I remember his... His, his performances are insane. He was
0: even... He, like, went on to thank BET for giving him the space to perform and said that that was, like, a huge deal to him. Like, he's so raw in his feelings about, you know, how those things matter, whereas a lot of artists sometimes are, like, scared to say that. Mm. He was like, listen, man, like, I grew up watching BET or, you know, appreciating this or loving MTV and, you know, loving their... Loving TRL. Like, this dude literally was just not afraid to say... What he enjoyed doing and I think that's we forget that sometimes that's hard to do, Mm. you know Because we're so worried about what like the common trend is that like we don't even venture out and And branch into our own different shit. So he was just he there's a there is a outlet for every kind of Geekish activity ever you want to be into boating and wakeboarding and snowboarding people are geeks about that shit yeah you know what i mean like every industry is expensive you want to be a professional paintballer like there's you know you want to be a geek about that shit and you know all the different types of guns and co2s and whatever (laughs) like you know there's 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 an outlet for that Mm -hmm. um and people were he was just basically saying that you know he continued to get better at his craft because he just enjoyed his shit and people show up because the world likes his stuff. Yeah, and they respect so, the, the hustle. And when I was in radio, I remember, you know, when artists would come through and they'd have a sold-out show, I'd be like, how Sway? Like, they don't even have a record on the radio. My reference point is being in radio for half of my life. Mm. So if they didn't have a pop sh- uh, song on the radio, how were they able to sell out venues? Because people like different shit. Yeah, That's why, you know? It, it was just, it was, um, I don't know. My, I I just, I I try to be very respectful of what people love and what people enjoy and what people post, whether it's makeup tutorials or fitness stuff, or, you know, you want to do stuff with, you know, hashtag couple goals, you know, you think you make cringe worthy shit. Like I'm encouraging you and reminding you to celebrate your cringe. You know what I'm saying That's Mm -hmm. a That's a fucking bar Celebrate your cringe I'm I am a genius I really am I DJ these dance parties Called Fangirl Fantasy That my My best friend out here Julie runs Okay I was telling Hurley I know none (laughs) Of these songs a lot of the time i think you're lying i i'm I hearing them for the first time
1: you're gonna leave this <laughs> leave this recording and you're gonna blast five
0: seconds of summer fucking love that song anyway there i i had no clue that there was a market for this mm. of so basically the company is just fans huge you're if you're like a crazy fan of like the jonas brothers or taylor swift or whatever people just show up to these dance theme parties and they lose their fucking minds it is so and i had no bro the first time i did one of these events i was like Duh, what is happening like these these people are losing their mind over songs i have never heard yeah My reference point was not having a picture of the Jonas Brothers on my wall growing up. Yeah. I did not watch the Disney Channel. Well, I, like, Johnny Tsunami and, like, you know, all those other ill-ass shows. I mean, my reference point for Disney had a stopping point. Yeah. And it could be different from someone who was younger than me. Which brings
1: up another interesting point, actually. Mm. Because it's, like, people will also see, you know, like, us, like older folks will see maybe kids' shows on on Disney Channel and be like, oh, like, our kids' shows were so much better 10, like, 10, 20 years ago when we were watching them. But it's like, no, it's like, it was probably, if you look back on the shows you probably watched, they're probably just as stupid as the ones that are currently being made right, right i right. don't think anything's changed
0: bro like people are getting canceled for shit that they did 30 years ago yeah. <laughs> like like tv shows and stuff like that didn't, True. They, didn't they cancel um uh pepe lepew or something i think didn't so. he like yeah like all it, these it's, characters it's too much to keep track of <laughs> right? honestly now but like your reference point would be different Um, of how you consume that and where you were at in your life. All all I'm saying is double down, triple down on being an unapologetic geek about the shit you love. Own what you love. Showcase what you love. Uh, From TikToks to dance classes to yoga. Uh, If you're Hurley, I wouldn't put shit up about bowling because you're really not that good at it. You know? And, you know, because... Uh, him in second. Because ask anyone... There is nothing more inspiring than watching someone geek out about what they really love doing. Yeah, for sure. There, there's a market for everything. Mm-hmm. There's a market to ride your skateboard, drink cranberry juice, and listen to Fleawood Mac. There's a market for it. People yeah. are consuming it. It's getting a laugh. It's getting sponsorship. So the more you own the shit you like doing and you love doing you really will, it, it, it'll be, you'll believe that it'll sneaky, it'll be sneaky successful. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, take like Twitch streamers, for example, too. It's Mm. like, they're just playing, I mean, from my perspective, it's just like, why would I watch someone play video games for four hours when I could play them myself and have fun? But people enjoy watching like the gameplay and, you know, it's more of just like a personal interaction because, you know, they're talking with the chat and doing all this other stuff, like, my roommate in college w- was a huge fan of that, and mm. yeah, I, I, I appreciate it now, seeing it from the outside.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think people that play video games are weird as fuck. It's just my opinion. Wow. I but 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 my reference point <laughs> goes back Wait, are you to. Use this just has a crutch every hold time on, you say says. Hold on. <laughs> my reference point was the fact that I've never been good at them. Okay. Okay, so I grow. I grew up getting bullied a lot for not being as good at Halo and You're Madden. You spend
1: too much time at the bowling alley. That's
0: right. You know, I'm more of a Simpsons arcade game kind of guy. Okay. You know, but I, I don't, I don't knock you for liking that shit. Yeah. I, I've completely eliminated that from my life of caring about what someone else does if they enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not even hanging out with three quarters of these people. I'm not even talking to 90% of them. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Do what you want to do. Double down on being a geek. And because I feel like I should put it on a t-shirt, celebrate your cringe. All right? Episode 18 of the It's Always Something podcast in the books. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, comment, tell me to fuck off, whatever it is. And we'll see you next week, okay? Cringe away, you geek.